Bull, the Bulls are off and running. And Dan and Jason Bernstein are here to keep you up to date with the Stampede. You're listening to Organizations Win Championships. Welcome to episode 18 of the Organizations Win Championships podcast, a Chicago Bulls Odyssey podcast. I'm Dan Bernstein along with Jason Bernstein and our producer, Rick Camp. And the Bulls are hot out of the break. They're 2-0 since they have taken time off for the All-Star break, a 131-87 win over Brooklyn, and just now a 102-82 win over an outmanned Washington team. So the Bulls are 28-33, and and it actually was a fairly big win for whatever their aims may be this year because rather than being three games behind the Wizards in the loss column and behind them in the tiebreaker, they're now only a half a game behind Washington for that 10th spot in the East. And because the season series is now split 2-2, the Bulls' conference record is better, so they now actually hold the tiebreaker over the Wizards. And I, let me just say, too, I apologize uh, for the condition of, of my broadcast par- podcast partner today because... What? Uh, because he fell asleep during the third quarter. I am very tired. <laughs> he was out late at a party last night. Can you and, just leave me alone? That's not why. It's because of hockey. It's because of hockey this morning. Well, it's all of it. You were out late at a party last night. I got home at 1230. And then I had to almost literally drag you out of bed. No, and, you didn't. You woke me up and that was it. And I was fine. And then you're, you he, played... he, he, he's he's dragging this out just to make me feel bad. He's 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 setting me up for having a really bad episode. No, I'm and not. I, no, I, overcome he's, it. I'm just I'm he's, setting the bar he's, very low. He's doing this just to make me feel bad. Um I'm tired, yes, but I it's not because of the party. I had hockey for about two hours today and it, it started at ten o'clock in the morning and that was very tiring. So that is why I am so tired. The party is not the reason why. Uh-huh. So Please There's leave me alone at all. Okay. And stop being a butt. <laughs> I'm incapable. I'm sorry. So I, I, I've known that for 18 years. Why don't we start with the win over Brooklyn? That was the, one of the few laughers this team has had. And it was the first game that Patrick Beverly played. And he is, you, you, he's noticeable. I, I don't know. He always ends up statistically noticeable, but when he plays, he was, he he seemed like he mattered. He was doing things. Yeah, and it wasn't crazy. I think everybody, I, I think everybody knew what they were getting when Patrick Beverly uh, came into this Bulls rotation. I didn't expect him to start the first game. I thought he would come off the bench and and maybe start a few games in. But I guess Billy has faith in him. Maybe the upper management has faith in him. And I guess this team does too. Hope maybe if they want to buy into his uh, to to whatever the Pat Beverly mindset is, let, let's see it. I don't know what the end goal is for this team, but um, the Pat Beverly era has started, and so far it, it's been it's been pretty good. His his impact, especially defensively, has has been great. I think just the way he closes out on on guys and he, he just he's just relentless he does he doesn't quit and i can get why and it, it it really shows why he's so frustrating to play against now that you see him every game it 
I would rather play with him than play against him. I'd rather be a fan of him on my team than have him be on the opponent's team that uh, the other team that I'm not rooting for. Maybe you're right. Maybe this is a rough one for me, but, um, okay. Quit laughing, but I don't know. I, I think they're better off with Beverly than they would have been with Westbrook or John wall. He doesn't dominate the ball. He hit a three last night. He was, he was not great today from the three point line, but he does offer a bit of a threat. And I like, I've, I've liked what I've seen so far. Zach Levine, 27, or 27 points today after 32 points in that game against Brooklyn. And the Brooklyn game gave us an old-fashioned kind of bum fest, which I know you love. Anytime you got Dale and Terry clocking a full 10 minutes, Terry Taylor. You like Terry Taylor. Day. I don't know why. You like Terry Taylor. I, I like undersized forwards you know i think they're trying i think that they're trying to you know replace javante for the rest of the season he's not as good there's a reason why he was playing with the windy city bulls today but i don't know it it, they went up 11 nothing early maybe even more but i remember it was 11 nothing and they didn't even look back and they ended up winning by 44 points and there really isn't much to say about that team what's pretty crazy is how bad of a loss they had against them of a few weeks prior without Claxton and Claxton was back. Granted, Joe Harris didn't hit six threes in the second quarter. That was, um, that was pretty crazy when he did that. And I was screaming that they should trade for him, but they didn't. And that sucks, but they, they handed it to him and everybody was getting excited about Pat Bev. And then they come out today and win by 20 I don't know what we're going to have to buy into and believe in, but I think there's a little bit of hope-ish thing happening. Ugh, I, I, I'm I don't still, know. They, I'm, still so, I'm, still so, I'm still so down on this season in general just because they're so in between, and that's the last thing I wanted them to do. If they were, if they were going to – if they weren't going to meet our expectations for being a six seed in the East, like that would get you anywhere anyway, because you would have to face Milwaukee or Boston or Philly or Cleveland, which is more likely than not a four or five game series. It, that doesn't get you anywhere, nor does a play in game. So I think the the result of this season would have otherwise been kind of crappy for their long-term future but this year, but this year so far has been especially crappy for their long term future. Well, I actually, think. if you if you really are trying to get to the the essence of what you're talking about, one could argue that this win over Washington that keeps them much more alive for play in positioning gets them further away from winning a championship. You know that is a that, yeah, it that, gets you it get it gives you less of a chance to draft Victor Wembanyama. And that's certainly one way to interpret it, because we don't also know for sure what their actual stated goal is, because it started out. If we actually look at the timeline for what they've said they're they're supposed to be this year, last year they lost their playoff series. And if I remember correctly, the first thing AK said was that they want to improve on their final performance by winning a playoff series. And then that changed to make the playoffs and now it sounds like they're also using the play in 
as making the play playoffs, which I don't count. I don't I don't count that as that. But it does sound like that they're they, they're they're redefining what it means to succeed as we go, and that's why they add Patrick Beverly to be the new crowd favorite. It is unbelievable. All if you're from Chicago in this city, people just glaze the hell out of you. I just people. I I told you about that word two days ago. I love it. Okay, but uh, you you could put me in a Bulls uniform and put me in the starting line and go from Chicago, and I would get a huge roar. No, 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 why not? No, no. Well, I mean, based on what you're saying, well, I mean, I I think you made try to make an extreme point, but no, I I think people. What what five eight white hustle guy that tries to shoot everything? Hustle guy. Me? You? I'm kidding. Uh, what five five eight guy, white kid that just shoots short everything? White, yes, but hustle. No, you're one of the laziest <laughs> basketball players I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god, you no, drift I'm not. around. You stand around and clap and wait for the ball and shoot it. For I don't. I don't feet. stand around. I don't stand around. I am running, 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 running. I catch it and hustle I shoot guy, it. Hustle guy, please. That is, <laughs> I mean, you're going to slip that one by me. Good Lord. So here they are. And and, and I like you're it. You're such that, a piece of crap. I think, I think Patrick Beverly is easy to root for, like you say. And he, he has to be careful around the microphone underneath the baskets. Yes. Because you pick him up, if you're, you don't have to listen too carefully to hear him saying stuff to his teammates and to referees and to opponents. But it, we'll, we'll see how far they can ride this little bump that they, they get from him. But it's still not about energy. That's the thing. That, that too much of it is like, well, he's going to give them the energy they need. I'm not saying energy is bad. And you'd rather have it than not. But that's not their issue. Their issue even in in like the win today was they, they weren't able to pull away from a bad team playing without two of its best players because they couldn't hit any threes. They, they were over their first, first like 11 or 13 or something like that. I think no. Cause Patrick, no, they were over their first like seven or eight. Cause Patrick, Patrick, nope. Cause I remember it was one for 10 at one. Is point. that when you fell asleep? No. No, oh, Patrick okay. hit that three from the left wing off of the DeMar pass, and I think it was one for ten at that point, maybe even one for nine. Um, you're just wrong. So, um, But to, I'm going to counter your point by saying that's back-to-back 20-plus point game wins with Patrick Beverly. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you can't hate on it too much saying... No, 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 well, I'm not. I'm no, listen, not listen really... don't interrupt me. Don't interrupt me. You were, you were saying... Well, energy isn't the problem. Well, then why the hell are you screaming at the television to get to try to make Zach Levine get on the floor to get a loose ball? Maybe energy is the problem. Maybe often, maybe defensive rebounding is energy, and may, and Beverly does help with defensive rebounding. He's a really good rebounder for a guy who's six two, and maybe he wants Zach Levine to Zach Levine could be a decent defender just because of how athletic he is, but he doesn't try. Maybe. Pat, Patrick Beverly can get on his ass like he said he would and make him play defense. And that I feel like energy doesn't always just mean, bah! it can mean getting guys to try hard where they otherwise wouldn't. I'm not expecting much out of DeMar because he's DeMar, he's old and he's been in the league for a while. But when you look at guys like Zach who are still in their twenties and have something left to prove, as much as much as Demar, Demar hasn't been great in the playoffs, but I feel like he's proved 
his, over his career, how what type of player he is. Another thing, I still don't know if Zach has an identity as a player other than scoring the basketball. And I and I think Beverly is saying that he thinks Zach could be more than a scorer, so that's why he's going to get on him. Maybe he can get on Patrick Williams to say, you're good at basketball, maybe you should try harder and you should demand the ball and you should do more things. I I I I think energy doesn't have to be just energy guy. I think it can mean getting other players to try hard and put more energy into basketball. It, you're you're right at pointing out that it did bother me when Zach Levine did not decide to hit the floor to pick. You were up screaming, and that's well, energy. Because you got other guys who are willing to do that, and he just couldn't be bothered to do. So it then, don't say time. energy isn't the problem. I'm not going to die on that. I don't hill. think it's. I don't think it's the biggest problem because the biggest problem is three pointing. It's three pointing. What the hell? Three point shooting. That's the biggest problem. But I mean, energy is something to do with it. Trying hard. If they try hard. You're more likely to win games if you don't try hard you're less likely to win games so maybe patrick beverly can get people to try hard because some people on this team don't like i say it's better than not but it's not the the biggest obstacle standing in the way of this bad three-point shooting team with an ill-fitting roster and some of those offensive rebounds in the first half were just making me crazy and that's one thing i've noticed when that second unit is featuring drummond is he's just he can't move and he'll get rebounds within the restricted area but it's not like he's going to move back and forth to do anything other than that because of just how how slow and and big he is he just can't he can't go get some of those it's up to the guards to peel back that's one of the issues with the bulls is that i feel like a lot of teams have a lot of six seven guys with long arms that can just get rebounds from all over the court both in the restricted area and in shots that bounce back you know to the mid-range area patrick williams really helps out with that but he's really the only guy on their roster that can i mean Derek jones jr hasn't been playing so i think he i think his rebounding ability to get to he can really jump as as light as he is he can jump over people and um, I think with him being out and with Patrick being a perimeter defender as well as a paint defender because he's generally on the best, you know, two two through four on the team, I would say. Like, he could guard Bradley Beal on this team. He, I mean, I, I, I don't think Brooklyn has too many guys that are huge scoring threats that are wings, but... Mikal Bridges can put the ball in the basket a little bit, but Patrick Williams is going to be playing a lot on the perimeter. So it's a little bit more difficult for him to get in rebounding position. If they, if they had, you know, Toronto's size proportions, I guess, because everybody on that roster is six, seven to six, 10 with long arms and big hands. I think defensive rebounding wouldn't be as big of a problem. And everybody on that team is spry. Everybody's young and the bulls don't have enough of that. And I think as much as Patrick Williams, as much as we would like Patrick Williams to really take that next step, I think he's been a little bit more aggressive these past couple of games, but as much as we would like to have him take that next step, if, if the Bulls had five Patrick Williamses, I feel like on the floor, I'm doing a five Javante's reference, but if, if they had five Patrick Williamses on the floor, I think um, they would be a good rebounding team 
I think they would be a terrible scoring team just because he they would just pass until the 24 seconds. I was going to say a lot of shot clock violations but, of, of guys deferring to the other Patrick. But I, I think they would be, I think their rebounding would be better if they had more athletic wings and they, they don't have enough of those guys. It's an interesting note here that uh, Rick Camp puts into our chat that before these last two games, the Bulls have had consecutive 20-point wins in these last two games. Before these last two, the Bulls only had two wins by 20 or more points the entire season. It was December 10th against that that terrible Dallas outfit missing Luka, where they won 144 to 115. And then February 6th, the 128 to 104 win against San Antonio. So pretty remarkable. And and well, actually, I guess it's not remarkable. I think it does tell you about the kinds of games they've played. And especially against against Washington. I think the games against the Wizards this year have they've been strange. They've been the, the Bulls have stepped on on their own feet too many times against this team. And even in games where they were missing a bunch of players, where I, I thought it was possible they could lose this game today. I really did. Just because Washington makes makes their lives difficult for some reason. It's always it's always a strange matchup. The good news is Kyle Kuzma was terrible. Yeah, that it was, terrible. It was uncharacteristic. He was he's usually great against the Bulls. Um I think missing Porzingis is was probably the biggest thing for this game. He provides a matchup nightmare for this team because he's taller than Drummond and he's more athletic than than I was sorry Vucevic. He's taller than Vuce. He's more athletic than Vuce. Although it does apply to Drummond as well, and he can he can shoot from thirty five feet, and he's he's not Victor Wembanyama, and he's not in the NBA yet, but. There are uh, th- those guys that are seven feet tall. He's seven three. The, the those dudes are really difficult to guard, and the Bulls are the worst at, at, at trying to guard bigs like that. Like Giannis would just absolutely destroy people. Even Gafford was giving them problems, especially on the offensive glass, and he was he was dunking everything. I think that absence really won the Bulls this game. Although they lost to a team that was missing, you know, three of their five starters. Ugh, I don't want to Gafford talk about finished it. with five but. offensive rebounds, seven of nine shooting a total of 11 rebounds and, and 15 points. But look at Kuzma and Corey Kispert were combined two of 15 from three. The Wizards are not going to win Kuzma a lot of games one. if that happens. Did, did Kuzma make both of those? No, Kuzma made one and Kispert made. Remember okay, Kispert I, made the one from the corner? Maybe I was asleep in the third quarter. You, you but, might have been. You you didn't. This is not a fun game. This is really not. A, no, a I don't think I. I don't think I missed game. very much. But I think I have that this new rule that used to that you used to have with Arisan Ilyasova when he was a Milwaukee Buck. Excuse me, I burped. But I think that Cor- I've never seen Corey Kispert make a jump shot in my life. Maybe when he was in college at Gonzaga, but. I feel like everything just hits the rim really hard and he releases it like Kobe white, but he is blocky shoulders and he's six, seven. He just looks weird and he misses jump shots. I don't know. He, I've never seen him make a jump shot. Uh, it's my new rule. 
Kobe White played brilliantly today and and hit threes when they needed them. He sparked them end to end and was disruptive all over the floor today. He's playing really well. I have to say, too, that one aspect of moving Beverly into the starting lineup that's nice is it's there's less pressure on Io DeSumo. He was terrible today. He was 0 of 6 from the floor, including missing all of his three-point shots. But in general, if if DeSumo can drop a little bit in their rotation and and be a, a functional bench player rather than have the expectations and carry the weight of a starting point guard, that makes them better. It, he can just be used so much more efficiently. And what, what he is... If he were to ever be on a championship team, I mean, he, it's early in his career. He could change teams. I'm not. I'm never going to rule that out. That would be unfair. I think he's, you know, uh, 15 to 20 minutes per game, seven seven points, two assists, three rebounds, one steal, and I think he's allowed to play that role when there's a guard ahead of him that one has a pretty similar game, and two can even mentor him. I think he that's the perfect guy for, for Io to learn from. I don't know if he'll have the same, you know, uh, I don't know if he's going to be Patrick Beverly. There aren't many guys that are as no. crazy as Patrick Beverly. But when I think if you, if you look at their play styles, they're pretty comparable. They Morgan park high school, Marshall Metro high school. They both grew up here. I think th- I don't know how much of a difference that makes. I think the city of Chicago thinks it does. But um, I th- if he can learn from Patrick Beverly, I think that that's great for him. I think it's a perfect veteran presence for him to learn from. And when he's allowed to play his role, I think it benefits him so much. He, he had a lot of pressure being a starter, and we gave him a lot of crap. But in reality, I think we should have realized that he's a second-round pick. He for and that was for a reason. He we knew he was going to be a high floor, low ceiling guy. Admittedly, he even exceeded the the um the ceiling I had on him last year. I didn't think he would be. I thought he would be an end of bench guy, but he, I think he's a solid rotation guard. And he he was start he had started for the past year because of an injury to Lonzo Ball. So it I th- I think this role is perfect for him. And I just want to touch on how pissed off I get when people mention Lonzo ball as Patrick Beverly replacing Lonzo balls role. Hate that because what role has Lonzo ball played when he's been sitting on his ass on the bench for the entire year? That's not a role. It's the envisioned role. It's everything okay, is based on the first fine, half but you, of last year. I and I think, but I, I don't hold on. Let me finish. I don't care. The role that should be envisioned is for this. What is this team starting point guard? He hasn't played a single minute, a single second this season for the 22-23 season. He has not been here for one game. And I, I just don't say he's picking up on his role. If that was the case, then Io should have been picking up on his role as a defensive-minded guard that could try to catch and shoot threes. I, I just don't get it. It makes it makes no sense to me. And I, I Patrick Beverly is not Lonzo Ball. I don't think just because they're guards that play defense, I don't think it's fair to compare them. One is six six and can guard one through five. The other is six two. Lonzo Ball is a 
significantly better three-point shooter. And the way and Patrick Beverly cannot pass full court like Lonzo can. I would argue and even say that Patrick Beverly is probably a better half-court point guard than Lonzo Ball is. And they're just two totally different players. The the fact that you, you can because Lonzo Ball on the offensive end of the floor, unless it's a full court situation, is a wing. It, they're two totally different players, so he's not picking up on that role. It's it's so frustrating to me because I I just don't want to mention Lonzo Ball unless it is sure he is coming back, which we know isn't happening. Maybe next season something different changes, but I'm really skeptical about him. Um, I, I, I hope I'm hoping for the best. I hope I feel terrible for him to be at this point in his career and have to deal with this. And I, as a fan, I, I want him back on the court because he's really important for the team, but it, I just hate saying that Patrick Beverly is taking his role. No, Patrick Beverly is, is taking his own role for this team. I also think too, that the part of it is understanding that without a rim protector, the, the defense when run properly for this team is predicated on challenging those ball screens at the top and on the wings. And if I think you can, you don't have to fully say that he's it's the Lonzo ball role, but if you just say it's good to have a defensive minded guard who understands personnel and angles and situation who can help take the pressure off the back end of their defense by making actions off of those ball screens a little more difficult. Either you can say that and you can and you can be right. It's just a question of how much of a, a 34-year-old guy is going to give you for these remaining games and what he has left. I don't know. I know I'd rather have him than Russell Westbrook. I'd rather have him by than a John mile. Ball. By a mile. But I think I think those two guys I was I was open to the possibility of them coming, but when I look back at it, and I know we're a, there's some recency bias in this because just because of how well they've played when Beverly has been on the floor, but I I think the other two guys would have made them worse just because it it would be such a terrible fit. Beverly I think fits in. I, I don't think he's a, an ideal fit, but it makes it it makes sense. It and so far the results have been good as we know better than good i think they've been great um yeah i i think that that pickup i don't think it's going to make that much of a difference but it, it it gives us a little bit of hope and i mean i think that's something we've been craving for a very long time this season quick look ahead tuesday at toronto wednesday at detroit toronto ahead of them detroit behind them but games that are reasonably winnable for a Bulls team that can at least act like it's believing in something, even if we can't figure out quite what the end game is. Yeah, and I think Toronto's going to be a, a really good test. If they have another convincing win against Toronto, if they win by, I mean, if, it, if it's garbage time and it gets down to, you know, eight, nine points, but if they have a double digit win against Toronto where they play well, then we can start believing a little bit more. I think they should beat Detroit. Kate Cunningham has been out all year. There's, there's no reason that team should, should beat the bulls right now. Regardless of how disappointing this season's been, the Bulls should still beat the Pistons. Time now for the organization's win at championships, college showdown.
Jason is romping with a record of 40 and 11 when quizzed of current NBA players where they went to college. My record is 26, 23, and 2 of the vintage players that Jason tracks down. Would you like to go first? Sure. Okay. Well, we are going to start you with, because Toronto is coming up on Tuesday, they've got a guard named Delano Banton. Delano Banton went to Nebraska. He did. What about Utah forward Juan Toscano Anderson? Juan Toscano Anderson went to Marquette. Correct. I sensed a little uncertainty from your perspective there. And finally, for you, Houston guard Josh Christopher. Arizona State. Yes, nicely done. All right, that was a good day. A sweep. Okay. Are we both wearing Bucknell sweatshirts, by the way? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I know, because... Yeah, I got this from their official store. You got yours on Amazon. Thanks, Rick, for saying we're cool. (laughs) We're really not cool. cool. We're just nerdy-ass basketball idiots. All right. We're going to start with former Bulls and Warriors forward Rod Higgins. Oh, shoot. Mike's guy, Rod Higgins. I don't know where you find some of these dudes. Basketball reference, man. Rod Higgins. Iowa. No. Fresno State. We've been here all day. All right. Next up, we have the short career, but good player, former Kings forward Lionel Simmons. Big train. Lionel Simmons went to LaSalle. Correct. And last but not least, we have former Utah Jazz forward Thurl Bailey. NC State. Yes. Good day. That was a good one. Yeah, Yeah. that's good. Five out of six for the two of us? Well, that's pretty good. Well, that was episode 18. And then we are going to be leaving on Friday because we are headed to Lewisburg, Pennsylvania for except enrolled enrolled students weekend. Enrolled students weekend. Yeah. At Bucknell. So we're headed out there. Hopefully the snowstorm doesn't keep us in. Um We'll pr- we'll see what happens, but we'll, we'll find we'll a way. Find a way. We'll if find we gotta a fly way. to Philly and drive, or, or fly. We'll, we'll that would suck. Why? Oh, we would probably split time driving. I don't right? think you're allowed to drive a rental car yet. Yeah, I no, that's permit. I think I can with a license. I don't think so. I think most rental companies you have to be 25. 21, right? 25. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. We'll Although, who the hell? Who the hell would know anyway? Okay, good. I'll, I'll drink the whole time, and then you can you can drive us all around. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. That is episode 18. We'll catch you another time. So subscribe, rate it, like it. What else do we say? Uh, download. Download it. Whatever, whatever the things that you do with podcasts, do the podcast things. And that has been organization. Okay, I just, I just want to make one statement. I So what? the last time I said... The, the last statement I had, the bull, I had on the Bulls was that they ass. Yeah. I think I'm going to change it to they kind of ass with a question mark. Oh, we've down. We, it's we, it's we, a we've question. Backed off. We, okay. We've backed up. I think it's they kind of ass. I think that that's what we're asking about. There it is. Chicago right now. I think we're in a state of uncertainty, but pleasant uncertainty. Of the level of assness. Of the level of assness. Got it. There you go. Bye.